he's got to be i mean cash has got to be more comfortable at this point with his philosophies you know what i'm saying like i'm not losing my mind i started a trend and now that trend is kind of popular and successful and maybe he's more confident in himself and these players are feeding off of that ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 3-0 take the official podcast of dirt to diamonds baseball here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 59. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today? I mean, my mind is in one spot, and... You're going to feel a little out of the loop. Why are you not watching Game of Thrones? I'm just not a Game of Thrones guy. I've been asked that probably a dozen times. We got to get you in it, man. I just need you to try it. I just can't. You you feel out of the loop, don't you? I do, but it's like... I mean, I can't judge. I'm, I'm a fanatic about certain things where... People probably look at me like I'm an idiot, so I don't I don't blame them. But I'm just I I just can't get into it. It's not my genre. It's just I don't know. I I have a hard time getting into it. Is it it's probably at the point where it's like it's too overhyped for you now. I guess you can't even even if it was in your genre, like you couldn't start it now. Is that well, what you're telling me? Yeah, but I feel like part of it is just I mean, you, you said the word hype. It's just one of those things where it's like I feel like people now not to say it's not a great show, because I, in all for all intents and purposes, I've heard it's a great show. Like just the way it's set up, the way it plays out, so on and so forth. But I just feel like it's one of those things where people are just, at least some people to a degree, are faking how much they like it. They're just like, oh my god, like I'm losing my mind now that the trailer's out, now that the first episode <laughs> of the season's out. Like, I mean, okay, it's a TV show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, Maybe that's fair. Maybe See, I'm just an I, old man yelling at the clouds. I don't know. I'd... Like truthfully, I that's that's how I feel about the Office right now. I like the Office. I liked the Office when I was watching it on TBS after school in high school, like before people were really Netflixing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like every teenager is just all over the office and i'm like like this is this isn't new to me so i get what you're saying but i'm just letting you know for the next two months when we record and people are hearing this on either monday or tuesday my mind is pretty much going to be in one spot my man i'm just gonna be glad when it's all over i'm sick of hearing (laughs) winners coming i'm sick of seeing the the spiky chair memes. I don't even know what that is. I'm just the throne. I'm tired of it. I I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing the stupid Game of Thrones font all over the place. Like just I'm tired of it. Like just be done. Uh it's it is I mean it's a good show. That's all I'm going to say. It's a good show. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I'm just I'm just gonna be over here watching the office for the fourteenth time. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about me. 
That's okay. It's all right, I guess. I won't judge you anymore. I appreciate it. Yeah. I just like talking about it. And I feel like if you were to watch it, we could talk about it for a sec. Well, like you said, it's a little late to start now. No, it's never too late, man. It's never too late. Uh no. Don't don't get your hopes up. Don't hold your breath. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting into it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm not getting into it, Nate. Okay. All right. Nate, Can I'm not get getting into, into it. Can we get into something now? What do you want to get into? To, is that what you're trying to get me to say? Can we get into some baseball history? Sure. Let's do it. I'm tired of talking about Game of to? Thrones. We're done. We're done with Game of Thrones. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> Fine. April 16th, baseball history. Let's go. April 16th. I have a lot, by the way. I have six points, and I had to trim it down because I had like eight. Super exciting day. Let's see what you got. You're going to notice a little trend here. Uh, 1929, on opening day, the Indians become the first team to wear numbers on the back of their jerseys on a permanent basis when they edge Detroit at League Park 5-4. The Tribe beat the Yankees in becoming the first team to regularly don digits when the earlier scheduled Bronx Bombers contest against Boston is washed out in New York. So I guess they beat them by like a day. Still kind of cool. The biggest takeaway from that point of baseball history was the provocative stadium name. League Park. Like, calm down, guys. (laughs) Jeez. There's kids here. Relax. Yeah. Uh, 1935, with the band playing Jingle Bells at Boston Braves Field on a snowy day with near freezing temperatures, Mr. Babe Ruth makes his National League debut, hitting a homer and a single off of Giants legend Carl Hubble. The Braves beat New York 4-2, but the team will go on to win only 37 more games this season. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? I'm trying to piece together this trend that you were referring to. I'm I'm 0-2 right oh, now. You'll I'm, get not, there. I'm not oh, seeing a correlation. Get you'll get there, don't worry. 1948, the future superstation WGN-TV televises a baseball game for the first time with Jack Brickhouse doing the play-by-play. The White Sox beat the Cubs 4-1 to in the first game of the Windy City Classic played at Wrigley Field. Could you have guessed that? 1948 for the first televised game? That's pretty cool. Nope. 1964, holy water from the Gowanus Canal, which passes near Ebbets Field, the Dodgers' old home, and holy water from Harlem River, where it flows past the the polo grounds, the former longtime ballpark of the Giants and Mets' home for the past two seasons is used to christen Shea Stadium. The ballpark's namesake, Bill Shea, credited with bringing the National League back to New York, pours the water from two bottles, blessing the Flushing Meadow structure of it, on the eve of its debut. It's kind of crazy, right? It's kind of cool, I think. Little, little gem. Another one. Just people just don't know this stuff. I'm still struggling with this trend. 1994. After being escorted into Mile High Stadium by a Colorado National Guard contingent, the dinosaur egg 
which was uncovered during the ex- excavation for Coors Field hatches, revealing a anthro... Oof, man, this is a tough word. I don't know why I gave myself this word. Spell it out. Anthropomorphic purple triceratops named Dinger, the Rockies' new mascot. The inspiration of using a three-horned dinosaur as the team's good luck charm is the result of the actual discovery of some dinosaur fossils throughout the construction site of the new ballpark, including a seven-foot-long triceratops skull that weighed a half a ton. How crazy is that? Did you know that? I'm from Colorado, and I didn't know that. You're not? No, pump the brakes. You're not from Colorado, all right? Are you already forgetting your roots, Nathaniel? I'm I'm from all over the place, so... I'm offended that you just are going to throw away your Virginia roots like that. Technically, I'm from Arizona, so... No, that's it's child's play. I'm all over the place. But anyway, a seven-foot-long tri- triceratops skull being dug up during the build of Coors Field. That is cool. I didn't know that. That's very cool. But uh, once again, struggling to see the trend here. All this stuff, is it's just a trend that you didn't know any of Is there still another all. point? Yeah, I have one more. You all did right, know well, this, maybe, I think. Maybe, this, maybe this is the only one, one you knew. Maybe this will tie it all together. No, this is just a, all the others are just a trend that you didn't know. These are all just things you didn't know, except this one, because I think this one's cool. So I had to toss this one in. 2013, in tribute to the victims of yesterday's, so April 15th, yesterday's Boston Marathon bombings, the fans at Yankee St- Stadium sing Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, the anthem of their American League East rivals. Um, they sing this before the contest against Arizona. The Bronx Bombers display their logo next to the Red Sox emblem with the words United We Stand on an outside video board. I think that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Whoa. I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> can't. I mean, I can't dispute it. I mean, I can't. I can't say I'm not a fan. But I just don't have a reaction. I think it's cool. That's my but. reaction. No, there's no but. That's that's cool. Good for them. Classy move. You're just you're just editing your words right now. Yes, yeah, just... I'm. I'm censoring. I'm. I'm carefully choosing my words. <laughs> that's it. That's wrapped up. That wraps up baseball history. There was just stuff you didn't know. That's all. That's all the trend was. You have to understand, I'm in a very fragile state of mind right now with the whole Boston Red Sox thing because, because, Nate, we were the team that served up the end of Chris Davis's hitless streak. We called it. We did call it. We said... It would I happen mean, in Boston, and you said yeah. it would be against Rick Porcello. I'm just I'm letting him prep himself mentally for this series against Boston, where he is just going to light up the scoreboard. <laughs> He's definitely not getting the ABs against David Price, though. There's no way they're giving him a lefty on lefty. Rick Porcello, yeah. I'm sure he's down for that. That would be incredible, though. We suck. <laughs> I just know, like, Nate, I can already see the headlines, dude. (laughs) We are going to be the team 
first that he breaks no that he breaks this or that he ends this streak i i already i see it i know it i mean break out the crystal ball like i mean any any baseball predictions you need for down the road just come to us no big deal it's no big thing but all that to say i am in a fragile state of mind because as i said last last episode we suck. you're just in a very bittersweet state of mind aren't you no there's nothing bittersweet about the way we're playing right now we split no, we split well, the series with the orioles which might as well just take all four games we, we don't feel any better having having one two of four just take all four from us kick us I'm while we're down saying is that you're bittersweet in the circumstance because you did want chris davis to get a hit but it's bitter because it's against the Red Sox. You're bittersweet about anything Red Sox right now. So no, no. I mean, honestly, I didn't even care. Those against Boston. That's kind of just a a little joke. I was. Does it I bug was, you that they cheered? No, I mean, because that's that. I mean, that's bigger than baseball. Like that's the dude was go like dude was going through some stuff. And like I know I tweeted about it the day, or I guess it would have been Saturday when he did it. Uh, I was like, no joke. I was getting emotional watching like the replay of the guy of his hit because it's like, you just like, we've experienced slumps ourselves. Granted, none of them, at least in my own memory, I I don't remember ever going over 54. I probably would have quit baseball halfway through, but like, even like minor slumps, you know what it feels like to finally break that and be like, oh Yeah. This is something I've been doing my whole life. Like, I can actually yeah. do it again. Right. And, like, you just know he was dealing with so much crap. And from from what we could tell, it seems like he was handling it very well the entire time. Like, I don't remember seeing him. I mean, granted, he's been known to snap a bat or two. But for the most part, it seemed like he kept a pretty level head. Yeah, and that's what, like, I remember, you know, last week when I said, I wanted to see emotion. And I think that's where baseball fans were at, where it was, I think the mocking and the, and I say fans, the mocking and the, the making fun of the whole situation, I think came from the fact that it seemed like he was emotionless as a player, as a former player. You, I mean, we know this, that like you have to do your best to be emotionless. And I think what fans were was like, dude, just blow up and like absolutely destroy a Gatorade cooler during the stretch or something. Show me that it's pissing you off. And I think that's where fans were like, it doesn't seem like it's bugging him at all. But again, as us as former players, we see that like that's an, that was an incredible job keeping a level head. No bat slamming, no ripping batting gloves in halves, no, none of that. I got to say I'm more of a fan of the composure side of things than blowing up on a Gatorade cooler because everybody knows he's pit. Like, I don't think you have to see him blow up to know that, oh, like it's bothering him. Like if you're O for 54 and like you're literally there to hit baseballs and you're not doing that, I think it's safe to say regardless how much money you're making, that it's bothering you, the fact that you can't do something that you've done your entire life. Sure. So with that said, 
I don't necessarily need to see that level of emotion. I just need to see, like, if I'm a manager or whatever, yeah. I just need to see the extra work being put in, the constant film work, stuff like yeah. that. As long as yeah. I see you're Game not work. giving up, yeah. As long as I see you're not giving up on yourself, giving up on your teammates, like I, I'm fine with that. But yeah, yeah, I I hear you. I just think again, like it's it's there's got to be. Uh, it's tough, man. I, I don't know. It's so different because if he was on a winning team or at least a team that had a future, I think it would be very different than, I think it's heightened because, you know, the Orioles are not good. And, you know, the, the odds wise, they were last in the odds of winning the world series when it came out before the season. So like, I, I don't know. I think it's different because of that, and if he was on a different team and there was a little bit of pressure of like, you know, a team not playing up to their standards or whatever, I think there may have been a different reaction from him. But like when it's all said and done, yeah, people are going to remember this stretch of being hitless, but it's all going to fall under that category of a losing season by your organization anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that may have helped them stay calm. He's like, I mean, if I go 0 for 54, you know, 53 for 54, the Orioles are still going to suck. So maybe that helped him. Yeah, I mean, all, mention, you know, making 21 mil. Yeah, I mean, all I know is he was uh, pretty pumped about it. He asked to keep the ball, which I thought was funny. Yeah. and, and would, you ta- cooler, would you take the ball in that situation? Well, yes, because of what he said after that. And what's what speaks to even more so of the type of guy he is is that he's he's going to auction that ball off and donate it to charity. Like, he's going to turn it into a positive thing. Yeah, so th- I think, it was like the Maryland Hospital, right? Or the yeah. Maryland something hospital? Yeah, so, like, even even better, honestly. I think there's more Chris Davis fans now than there was before for the way, I mean, the way it happened and what he's doing it, you know, what he's doing to turn it into something good. I think that's cool. So, yes, I would keep the ball if it was me. If there, uh, I mean, I didn't even think about turning it into a donation type of situation. Um, if that was never thought of, I don't know if I'd want it. Well, you mentioned Chris Davis fans. You know who's a Chris Davis fan, Nate? Who? Me. <laughs> I picked him up in the fantasy draft <laughs> because I'm like, there. Before the season started, I was like, there's no way this can continue. Like, he'll be fine. Sure enough, he went oh for God knows what. Had to drop him. I was like, this is just a sensible thing to do. I picked him up today because nobody else wanted him. So <laughs> when the law of averages kicks in, the rest of the league is going to be sorry. That's fine. He's fine. He's going to find his swing. He's, it seems like he's found it because he was starting to square balls up even before he ended the streak. So sure. The That's rest fine. of the league has been warned. That's all I'm going to say. That's fine. Do you seriously think he's going to hit over 250? Well, I mean, we're basically halfway through the season, Nate, and he's only got like three hits. <laughs> I mean, October baseball is like next month. I mean, it's <laughs> going to take a lot these next few games for him to really level that out. Yeah. But you know That's who – is playing well. 
<sighs> Go ahead and say it. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I do know. What, say it. What, okay, tell me what I'm going to say then. I think you're going to talk about the skinny guy in Milwaukee. Actually, I was going to talk about the power rankings <laughs> and talk about that team out west that I just hate, including their yeah. fans, the worst fan base in baseball. Yeah, I guess we can go over that. Power rankings came out. I believe this is the third edition of the 2019 season, according to, I guess, Major League Baseball. Yeah. We got the Astros coming in at one, previously third. The Rays coming in at two. The Rays, Nate. The Rays. The Rampate Bays coming in at two. (laughs) Dodgers coming in at three. They drop from the top spot. Phillies four. Brewers five. Nationals six. Cardinals seven. Mets eight. Mariners nine. Um, And... I think it was a typo. Some minor league team they <laughs> added in by accident at number ten. But anyway, what are what are our thoughts here about? Let's look at like the top five. How do we feel about the top five? Uh, again, I I I'm definitely on the side of when I see power rankings, I'm going off of right now. I don't go off of what it what I think it will be. I don't when I see power rankings. Not preseason power rankings. I'm saying in-season, current, up-to-date power rankings. I go off of what I see right now. Yes, the Astros belong number one. Um, I think I actually like the top five overall. I think three, four, five, Dodgers, Phillies, Brewers, that's interchangeable. I think you could mix those three teams up, and I'd still be okay. And I'm cool with the Rays being number two at 12 and four. I'm... Like I said, I go off of power rankings right now, and I'm okay with one through five. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, looking around in terms of like what the feedback across the league was, and it seemed as though the general sentiment about the top five was that in any other world, the the Rays are number one, but because the Astros have won what I think they won what like nine straight or something. Yeah, after yeah. they started kind of slow. It's like you can't really argue that they're the top spot, at least right now. But the Rampate Bays have been playing phenomenal baseball. Yeah. And this wasn't just like a first week thing. Like they're maintaining it three weeks into the season. And I think this is something that we all saw coming before the season even started. We knew that they were going to be a threat. We knew that they were going to build off of what they did last year because – as we saw last year, they just had a bunch of relative no names. Yeah. In in comparison to the rest of the league, and they still won ninety games. Yeah. I feel like I've said that a thousand times on this show. They won ninety games last year, and in my opinion, I mean, can we can we say that they got better? Um. Personnel wise. Uh... Maybe, maybe just more comfortable. I mean, they are a relatively young team. We know this, so maybe just yeah. having the extra year, maybe that was uh, maybe just what they needed. Yeah, maybe that added to their comfort level. I, mean, I, I Kevin, I mean, he's got to be. The, I mean, Cash has got to be more 
comfortable at this point with his philosophies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not losing my mind. I started a trend and now that trend is kind of popular and successful. And you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, maybe he's more confident in himself and these players are feeding off of that. Yeah. I feel like his confidence has to be maxed out right now, because if you can look back at what you did last year as a manager with that bunch, right. it's like, no, what is anybody going to say to you? Nobody can say anything. And so right. I think knowing that, like you said, more comfortable, more confident heading into this season. And honestly, I'm sure him and the guys on the team are like fed up with the the Yankees Red Sox conversation. Like mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna top out the division? Who's gonna go mm-hmm. one? Who's gonna go two? And they're just busy like winning baseball games over here while the freaking Red Sox and Yankees are just sucking butt. Yeah. So like good for them. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, top five's fine with me. But yeah, yeah, I'd say top five is, I'd say top five checks out. And then obviously as you get lower, it gets, becomes more interchangeable. But I would say top three for sure is, in my opinion, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, the next five bug me. I don't, I don't see the Nationals being a, a top, I mean, they're sixth. I don't see that. I don't agree with that. I'd bump would, the Cardinals up. I'd bump the Cardinals up. I'd bump the Mets up, and I would absolutely bump the Mariners up. Yeah, that's probably the the biggest blemish of this whole thing is the Mariners at nine. Like, yeah, they're thirteen and five. What are we doing? They're, I, and again, this I know all of you are probably saying, well, well there's no way they're going to be this in a month. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about right now, power rankings right now, thus far. What do what are the people? What do the people sound like? Something like that. No, you know what happened? The writers over MLB.com took a took a page out of the old three zero take playbook. They're like, let's just throw just a really sucky take out there, <laughs> and just watch the engagement numbers soar. Smart. Let's just throw one of the best teams in baseball right now in the number nine spot. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. I don't see – I uh, I really don't see the Nationals being in the top ten right now. Um, that one bugs me a little bit. And truthfully, and at I mean, least we'll chance. get into it. We'll get into it a little bit. But, like, dude, the Yankees belong nowhere near the top ten. Nowhere near. They're six and nine. They're playing horrible baseball hard to watch baseball they don't belong in the top 10 yeah that's embarrassing it's not it doesn't make sense to me that's pitiful Nate I mean that's truly in its purest form that's just a pathetic selection for the number 10 team in the league <laughs> who would who I don't know what else I like I don't know what else there is to say who would you go there instead no I'm not like challenging you I'm, I'm literally any you. other team <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Like you could, I mean, if you're going like off of recent games, you could, you could, you let's throw the Orioles in there. They split with the 2018 defending World Series champions. What have the Yankees done? I mean, you got Minnesota eight and five. I'm cool with them being there. Oakland ten and nine. You could maybe argue that Atlanta. Why is Atlanta not on there? 
nine and six. You know what I mean? I wouldn't put them. Um, I wouldn't put them on that list simply because they just freaking robbed two of their best players. But that's beside the point. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually uh, I'm gonna go with. I mean, it, San Diego. They're eleven and seven. Good thought. For the record, don't actually think the Orioles should be number ten. Just wanted to clarify <laughs> before we continue. Yeah, get trash. I have this we terrible. I have clarify the, all words. That's what I'm saying. I have this terrible habit now. Like anything I say on here, I feel like I have to qualify or clarify <laughs> because I just yeah. know that I'm going to get ripped for it in the DMs later on. So it's like just save Idiot. myself, save myself the trouble. What was yeah. that one? Somebody, you sent me a screenshot. I think of somebody just like ripping your face off. Like <laughs> you have like, actually the I'm worst gonna, take ever. I'm going to pull this up because I want. I don't feel I'll, like going in after and bleeping everything out. So give us the censored version. I will give you the censored version. And I just got to. Um, yeah, there we go. You're effing retarded. You have some of the worst effing takes ever. That's just it. like a that's yeah. like a, a a small example of of what we get for our our takes, which, yeah. by the way, we only got one person that pointed out the fact that we call it, which I did think was pretty cool. I was actually pretty pumped. I was in the car when I saw it. This, yeah. Uh, I can't find the comment, but somebody tagged us like immediately after the video of Chris Davis ending his streak uh, and then his hitless streak immediately after the video was posted, somebody tagged us and was like, you guys called it. So at least we get a little bit of respect. Yeah. We don't get trashed. Like, in that current situation. I, there's st- That's still a minority. We still get trashed. Oh, absolutely. There was only, yeah, it was that one person that pointed out. But yeah. when we say that, or when you say that, which, I mean, you're on your own for this one, but when you say the Brewers won't make the playoffs, <laughs> you just get bombarded. <laughs> but then when we literally, we pick the series and the pitcher in which a guy who went over a million <laughs> break ends his hitless streak when we call that no recognition like <laughs> i don't get it uh that's all right i hate this can we just quit the podcast i'm done <laughs> yeah anyway what well, were we talking about well i mean we're just clarifying our words because like i said we're going off of right now with these power rankings obviously you know the Orioles don't belong in that conversation, but the Yankees don't belong at the 10 spot. It's pretty interchangeable with, I'd say, three or four other teams. Um, the Mariners need to be higher, and I think the Mets need to be higher. Um, I mean, just just tonight, I was just watching before we hopped on, the Mets uh, went into Philly and uh, won an extras, and Diaz went through the heart to end it. Harper Hoskins and Real Muto and just like 99 gas with tail every pitch enjoy and just shoved so I think I mean I seriously think he's a weapon I that's my NL East pick to win they're the Mets so I think uh I think they need to be a little bit higher at 10 and 6 um and the Phillies have cooled off a little bit I think the the Harper antics have cooled off a little bit for now. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. 
Uh, you want to dive in a little bit more into the Yankee situation in terms of oh, why man. you think they're struggling so bad right now? Um, look, I, I'm always, I'll, I'm always gonna try to be on the side of not making excuses. Um, you know, being a former player, you don't blame the umpire, you don't blame you know, weather conditions, you don't blame anything else. You know what I'm saying? It's just bad play is bad play. Um, but I mean, it's absolutely a factor with these injuries. Um, you know, at the moment, starting center fielder, left fielder, third base, shortstop, catcher, ace, um, and setup man are all out. Those are those are I mean, except for Luis Severino, those are all players that impact the game on a daily basis. What do you think these guys are doing in the meantime while they're hurt? Uh, hopefully, listen to this podcast. Do you think they're like watching the games from the seats? <laughs> or do you think they're watching? Right do you think they're watching from the dugout, or do you think they're watching from the clubhouse? I mean, there's a lot of options. Maybe they're, they're not, not even. even maybe they're not they're even not watching even the game. Town. They're not even in town. Well, I guess they're then out. they can't save twenty dollars instantly off their first purchase as a first time user on SeatGeek. So they can't. They really can't. Can you imagine? Could you imagine having an ad read prepared, but it doesn't even apply to these guys? So you just don't even feel <laughs> reading it. Well, I think I think our listeners know it. I think they have it memorized. They, they actually do. do have it memorized. They do know it. I yeah. told you, man, we've created a culture with this. Like a team no in our deal. fantasy league is called the Seat Geeks. I mean, wh- I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah. From a loyal fan base. Yeah. I want I want t-shirts made up of cold hard cash on the front and hot soft no, we're not. We're not. We're not doing that. We'll make that like a special edition shirt. Hot, like hot soft dollars. Only tw- only twenty five <laughs> available. Get them while you can. Uh, no, it has to be twenty. It can't be twenty five. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard yeah. it's so fast to go from whatever to you're right. I've never heard that quick of a transition. Yeah. I just I'm just trying to get through this ad, Nate. You do you're your over here coming up with t-shirt ideas. SeatGeek, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Cold hard cash. Cold hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. So you know what's funny about that ad read? When the first time I wrote that up, it was just one of these things where I was like, it was for one of the first initial episodes that we incorporated into and i was just like i don't know if this is good but like it'll just be a filler for now until i can like rewrite it and here we are like 60 episodes later still reading the same freaking script but i mean hey it works people it works people literally like recite this off to me in the dms it's hilarious 
But anyway, back to how anyway. just terrible the Yankees are. What were you saying? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's to the point where like the the injuries have to be acknowledged. Um, you know, you have majority of your starting lineup out. And even then, I mean, I said, you know, starting shortstop and DD, but like even the second option at shortstop is out in Tulo, which no one's surprised by, by the way, with a freaking calf injury. Um, but I mean, I, I, it's gotta be affecting some, some morale at this point. Um, you know, your ace who had a great first half last year, you don't have that first half this year. Um, most likely going to be out until near the all-star break. Uh, bullpen's getting overused with Batances being out. Um, Giancarlo Stanton has biceps that are too big, apparently, because he can't swing a bat. It's probably and, his sleeves are too constricting. He probably should consider maybe increasing the size of his jersey. <laughs> it does seem a little snug on the fella. Um, These are just know, observations man. from an unbiased baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Gary Sanchez is, of course, always out of shape with a groin injury. That's what that means, by the way. Typically in baseball, ran out, groin ran out of Vagisil. Yeah, that's can't argue with. That. I mean, he was hitting the ball well right before he went out, which is perfect timing. Thanks for that. Um, you know, it's just it's frustrating. It's hard to watch. I don't want to have to know guys like Michael Talkman two weeks into the season. I don't want to hear that name. It's no offense to Michael Talkman. I just don't want to have to know your name this early. You shouldn't Who be anywhere near the starting lineup. Huh? Who is that? That's what I'm saying. No one should have to know this guy's name. But right now he's playing left field pretty often. Literally pretty have rough. never heard that name before. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And he's getting an odd amount of starts. Um, you know, starting rotation looks okay, but even then, when it does well, Aaron Boone pulls the trigger too quick in the bullpen, and now the bullpen's getting overused. So those guys are getting tired. You know, blowing games against the Astros. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You did not just imply that Aaron Boone doesn't know how to use a bullpen, did you? <laughs> Ooh, Aaron Boone doesn't know how to do much. I'm going to be real with you. I got to say, I love how much you rag on Aaron Boone. It actually... He bugs me. He uh, And I've I've said this from day one. The day he was hired, I wasn't happy. Then I'm not going to be happy. And if they win the World Series, I'm not going to give him credit. I'm sorry. So, like, it, he just... It, I feel like I could manage this team because... I mean, not right now. I, it's, I don't know who could manage this team with all these injuries, but... When it's fully healthy, that team manages itself. I mean, you could you could toss names into a hat and pick a lineup; it doesn't matter. Um, but it, like your Tanaka goes out, and I think he had seventy nine pitches against the Astros in a three run lead or whatever, and takes them out after five. And we're quick into the bullpen. Ottavino coughs up some runs. Britain eventually coughs up the lead and they lose that game. So it's like, instead of, you know, sticking with the hot hand and Tanaka, now it, it's just, it doesn't make sense for some of these moves, man. 
doesn't make sense. Um, and uh, all I know is that there's got to be some silver lining at this point. But I hope maybe Clint Frazier just becomes an everyday guy and either becomes, you know, a starter in the lineup or gets traded for a piece. I don't know. But, like, there's got to be some positives to take out of it. I just can't see it. I can't see it right now. It's frustrating. It's hard to watch. And I'm gonna be, we talked about this earlier. I'm not even hyped up for this series for the Yankees-Red Sox. Are you? I don't even know you right now. Don't even talk to me. I'm not hyped. I'm sorry. You get out of here, Nate. Just bad I'm baseball. pumped. I'm pumped. The 2019 AL Cy Young is going to take the ball in Game One. Which, by the way, this is a two-game series. Is that? Is that am I, I'm seeing that correctly, right? I don't know. There's no way you actually feel that Chris Sale still is going to have the 2019. 2019 AL Cy Young with a what? with an impressive 0 and three. <laughs> record and nine ERA to start the season going up against Big Syrup or whatever they call him. And then in game two, Nasty Nate going versus Mr. Hand, Foot, and Mouth. So I like our chances of going into the Bronx, taking a couple games, getting back on the right foot. Something that J.A. Happ is very familiar with. So Do you actually feel like this will be any type of tell for you. Do you think this is a turning point if the Red Sox go in there and win? Cuz I don't I don't see it as a turning point if the Yankees win. I mean, I thought the walk off against the Orioles was a turning point because it's like, "Oh wow, we can actually win a baseball game." Clearly didn't matter cuz we just <laughs> got walloped again, so it's like whatever. But no, nah, I mean, all jokes aside, I think it's like I mean, if there's a team you want to get back on the right foot on, yeah, it's against that team from up there in New York. I understand. If they split, are we? Does are we? Does this change around at all? Well, I mean, what's a two game split? That's <laughs> that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't. I don't get my jollies from a two game split. That's what I'm saying. So. No, 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 no. Don't try to lump that into what I was saying. You simply said, oh, I'm just not looking forward to this series at all. That's that's blasphemy. I don't know. I don't know who you are. I don't know, man. It's I'm not excited. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Because, like, truthfully, if the Yankees go in there and win both, um, I think I'm going to chalk it up to the, the Red Sox not being themselves. And then if the Red Sox go in there and win both, I'm going to chalk it up to the Yankees are still ridiculous right now. Like, they're not even the normal team. I don't want to talk about it. You know I'm right. That's all I'm going to say. Whatever you're right. That's what I want you to say. Whatever you're right. Uh, I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say, Nathaniel Demetrius, is that Christian Yelich is a god. Freaking nature. Freaking, freaking nature. I don't understand. Why is he so good? I know, right? Like, it it doesn't... Why is he... He's... Why is he trying to stake claim on awards for seasons that even... Haven't even happened yet? Like, he's already shooting for, like, the 2020 MVP. (laughs) He's already got the 2019 MVP in his pocket. It's like... Slow down and let the rest of the league catch up. Yeah. 
he's I can't I can't really answer it, man. Here's a question for you. Is it surprising to you that tonight's three home run game against the Cardinals was his first career three home run game? Why do I feel like he's had like ten already? Three I mean three in one game is pretty crazy. Um But it's Christian Yelich. I feel like this guy all this guy does anymore is hit home runs. I know, and that's what I don't understand, and that's what uh, one hand I don't understand. The other hand, I love it because he isn't one of these launch angle guys mechanically. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't speak to it at all. He, he his swing is very flat. Um, I actually looked it up. I think his average launch angle last year was like 14. percent That's that's pretty low. That's not the lowest, but it is one of the lowest for as as far as home run hitters go. So, like, he just goes out there and tries to hit a ball hard. I think that's all he's thinking about. I think that's all he's trying to do. As far as the swing goes, you he's not losing his barrel on his backside. He's not – I mean, he he's not going to go out tomorrow and have four pop-ups in the infield after hitting three home runs tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, I I could see that guy going four for four tomorrow with four singles, ropes through the, through the infield. You know what I'm saying? So, that's just the type of hitter he is. I respect it. It strangely bugs me how good he is. Does it bug you a little bit? I already told you. There's nothing about the guy that bothers me except his home run trot. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know why it bugs me, but it does. He's just really good. And he's like, he doesn't say anything bad. He says all the right stuff. He does all the right stuff except for the home run trot. Uh, I disagree. Did you see the quote that he said recently where he was like, I feel like I haven't played good at all this year? Oh, Shut up, really? Christian Yelich. He said one of those. No, okay, so I know that was like the, the headline. Was that out of context? No, I mean, sort of. It was kind of like the clickbait quote that these articles were using. But, like, you, you kind of look into it a little more, and he did have a good point. And it's something that I feel like I can, as a former player, I feel like I can definitely understand where he was like, and this is kind of like my own interpretation of what he was saying, but in so many words he was just saying, like, I was hitting the ball well, but it wasn't, like, I didn't feel like my swing was there. It was, I think he was just kind of chalking it up to, like, coincidence or even, like, luck. Where yeah. he was just like, I just didn't feel like I had it, but it was still, like, I was still putting the ball in play, still hitting uh, okay. bombs. Okay, well, I don't have an issue with that because, I mean, we have, like, we have guys that throw no hitters and they say that, you know, and they look back and they're like, how was that no hitter last year? And they're like, honestly, I, I remember not feeling good for the first five or six innings or whatever. He's like, or like I, I had the worst stuff. bullpen of my life. Like, I get it. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Like, the pregame, I felt terrible or whatever. Like, I can understand that. I don't want it. I, I hope it didn't come out. I haven't read it, so I don't know. I hope it didn't come out in the way that was like, well, I haven't even got going yet kind of thing. No, no, definitely wasn't like that. No, no, no. Which I doubt it, yeah. I mean, he knows that if it was even if he even hinted at that kind of attitude, that he would just get ripped to shreds. People would be like, all right, dude, yeah. like, shut up. Yeah. But it, it, was so, very, it was very much like a, I'm still trying to find my groove early on. It's like still early in the season. I'm still trying to find it. So, I mean, I, I respect yeah. it. I'm curious to see what a groove feels like. And, I mean, the, uh, based off of that, who's to say your groove isn't, 
you know, hitting 200 for the next month. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that. Guys can do that where they go out and they're like, man, I feel like I'm really hitting the ball well. It's just not falling. Maybe that's the polar opposite of what he's doing now. I have no idea. But the guy's good. That's all I know. And it's freaking getting annoying. Yeah, like if this isn't your groove, don't try to find your groove. Yeah. <laughs> just, just keep, keep being oblivious. Keep, whatever. keep being oblivious. Keep sucking. If this is what you think, this is you sucking. Just yeah, keep at just it. Keep doing it. Keep so annoying at it. So annoying. Speaking of annoying, um, how do speaking you of about- annoying, <laughs> it's time to read off some DMs. <laughs> wow, we're just skipping over it. All right. No, what what are we skipping over? I was just going to say real quick, how, how do you feel about all this attention of Puig returning to LA? Oh yeah, we can run. We're running low on time. We can run through Puig real quick. Uh, yeah, my guy was an hour late to the press conference and missed yeah. the NLCS ring ceremony. Which, what is that? Why is that a thing? It was on. Yeah, that's. I'm what? not even going to acknowledge that. That wait, wait. Yes, ring an NLCS ring ceremony. Whoa, trash. Is that happened before? Is this Nate, the first one? Nate, I'm pulling this up for you. Why? Where was I? And why are the rings being passed out? Because that's as far as they can get as an organization, apparently. Yes. Was an hour late to the press conference, missed the NLCS ring ceremony. What a Puig move. Anyway, Definitely a Puig move. I'm not going to acknowledge this, whatever that is. Yeah, that's absurd. Can't relate. Sorry. Uh, Puig chance rained down as he stepped up to the plate, which I thought was pretty cool at first. I definitely thought they were just shredding him, but as the broadcast team pointed out, they were Puig chance. And oh God, I don't get how does Harper get booed at home and Puig gets loved. I what is going on this year? I mean, I I one thousand percent see why Harper would get booed at home and Puig gets love but i don't really have time to dig into that oh but okay. anyway steps up to the plate against kershaw a guy who you think shouldn't even be pitching in baseball anymore apparently false because he's so just washed up and old and false just not good out of context steps up to the plate against kershaw pimps a home run to deep well actually i guess it wasn't that deep Left center. It seemed like it was going to go a mile, but it is what it is. Uh, But, yeah, it was his first at-bat back in L.A. Obviously a big moment for him. Really just a big moment for L.A. Like, it's it's cool. I mean, like, if you're going to receive your guy back as well as 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 they did, like, I think it's cool that – I mean, I did see it as they panned around the stadium after he hit it. There was a number of – there's a number of folks that were they're clapping and cheering or whatever, which I thought was kind of cool. Cause it's like, I mean, it's Puig, like whatever. I mean, Harper, you mentioned Harper. That's a completely different story. Like I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to dive into that, but I mean, cool moment. Uh, yeah. The, the hour late to the press conference thing was really the biggest takeaway for me. Like, come on, dude, figure it out. What, what are we doing? Oh, I really disagree with you right now. I really do. I don't think any of it's cool. I don't think any of this coverage was necessary. Um, Puig really wasn't that good for them. 
I think he was overhyped. It's not about I mean, being it was, good. It was just he's a character. Sure, and he was, and he was. Uh, it, more often than not, I think a negative character. I think he was a negative cancer in the in the locker room. And I think. Are you trying to tell me that people out in Hollywood don't like drama? Yeah, that, that's fair. I just think that too much attention was brought to this media wise. Um, I think it's a, I, I think, I mean, if I guess Matt Kemp has left the team before, but Matt Kemp should be receiving the collapse, not Puig. Puig really didn't do much for them. I'm sorry. Really did not do much. Was hurt a lot, was benched a lot, did some questionable stuff. And I, I'm sorry. I don't, th- I don't think any praise or any attention should be brought to this stuff. Like, I don't care about his return. The home run against Kershaw, this is, this is Kershaw's first start. He's obviously not going to be in a groove yet. I, don't, I think that's not a big deal. I think none of this is a big deal. The Reds aren't a big deal. Puig is not a big deal, no matter where he plays. He's very average. You keep talking about my guy Puig. Very average. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come through this mic here. All right. Very average. Let's take it easy. You're gonna Very turn average. me into you're gonna turn me into a Puig fan. Very average. Something I never thought I'd say. His his performance as a Dodger was very average. You're, I don't understand why media average. attention is happening. That's all I'm gonna say. You're average. Your takes are average. No. You know I'm right on this one. Feeling good about that. No, I'm not no. You're absolutely wrong. Very right. I will not put Puig returning to LA in the same category as Harper returning to Washington. I'm putting in the category that if anyone should have gotten claps out of those two, everyone would say Harper, not Puig. Oh, okay. We're talking about two different things here. I'm not saying that I don't think he deserved claps. I'm just saying I understand why there wasn't claps and rather there was just more booze. There was more like clear hatred for the guy when he came back. Like I understand it. Yeah, I'm the Puig thing. Like, like I don't at that point. Like I don't know why you would. Like, what's the point in booing him? Like you, you call it, like you said it was a clubhouse cancer. You, if you're a Dodgers fan, you rid the organization of that. So it's yeah. like now he's somebody else's responsibility. So like exactly now you can just kind of when he makes his return, which he did, you can just focus on on the good times. You can focus on the. The funny character that he was, and not so much the drama, because you don't have to. It's not on your hands anymore. It's not on your plate. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah, the guy's a child. I'm just saying he doesn't deserve a, a standing up. I don't. I didn't get it, and I don't think any of this deserved the attention it got from media. That's all. But as far as the Harper comment, I mean, it's it's again. If I'm going to choose two guys making their homecoming to get a standing O, I would have guessed Harper. That's what makes. 2019 so freaking weird so far. I hate I think that. Can the we, whole thing is can upside we just, down. Can we just call it and move on to 2020? Let's just restart, man. Just start the season over. Ugh. No, anyway, I don't want to restart it. Screw DMs. Just want to move on. Yeah, speaking of moving on, let's uh, run through these questions real quick. We're going to go like super hyper mode for these. <laughs> Christian asks, do you think Ramon Laureano is underrated? Absolutely. Yes. Defensively, yes. Not talked about enough. 
Sully asks, bottom of the ninth, game seven of the World Series, down three, bases juice, full count. Would you rather be the pitcher or the hitter? 1,000% the pitcher because I know myself as a hitter and I would probably strike out. <laughs> I can't disagree there. Oaktown fan 26 asks, should players be required to touch all the bases after going yard? It's so archaic, no point. Well, Oaktown fan 26, uh, I would have been civil had you not reached out to me after every loss that your A's handed my Red Sox. <laughs> so because that Correct. happened, I'm going to say that this is just a terrible question because <laughs> otherwise, what's the point? It's like, okay, well, if they don't have to touch all the bases on a home run, it's like, well, like on a single, does a guy need to run to first or can he just run straight into the dugout and sit down? Like, <laughs> no, he has to touch Ghost all runner. the bases. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not in the backyard playing with a ball. No, it's not. It's not archaic. It's kind of standard procedure for baseball. I don't like. Yep. Love the trot. It's just how it um, works. Love the trot. How lame would it be if you bat flipped and then just walked to the dugout? Yeah, we, we just we don't do that. I don't know what game we're playing here, but we <laughs> we touch all bases here. Padres cult asks Kimbrell and Keiko are still free agents. Do you think the players are being too greedy or the owners? This is like my totally blind opinion, not knowing any of the like what's going on behind closed doors type thing. 1000%. I'm just going into this blind like I said. I'm saying the I'm saying the players at this point are just being greedy cuz like at this point you're literally losing like a chunk of the season because and basically what you've already missed plus however long it would take you to kind of get back into the swing of things and kind of get reacclimated with a new team. So like you're already looking at a significant chunk of what I would consider one of your more prime type years ish. Like you're, it's not exactly like you're 40 years old and I'm obviously talking to both of these guys in this example. It's like, you're not like 40 and you're trying to just like jump on with any old team. Like you are both good pitchers right now and you're missing out on like performing at a very high level just because you're trying to collect a couple more dollars. So that's yeah. my take. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna split these answers. I'm gonna say Kimbrel's being too greedy and the owner's a little too greedy on Keiko. Um the reason uh, I'm falling towards the reason that Keiko hasn't been signed yet is because uh whoever signs him has to give up a draft pick. I think Keiko will be signed after the draft in May. That way, no one has to give up a draft pick. Kimbrel's asking for too many years for too much money. Um, and this one's probably pretty predictable as far as our answers go. Joe asks, who makes the playoffs? Yankees, Red Sox, both or neither? Joe, you know the answer to this question. Yeah. Anyway, how about does it for us? Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? God, the number of people that stood up and clapped for Puig today. That's a lot of stars. Yeah. Well, did you have anything else? I didn't mean to cut you off there. Did you have any any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to share about your life? Anything kind of you've been thinking about? Kind of been pondering the meaning of why we're here? <laughs> Any, anything you'd like to you'd like to let us know about? 
I don't think so. I just wanted to provide you the opportunity. I feel like I kind of rushed into the outro a little bit and just wanted to give you a chance to. Yeah, I appreciate it. We had a time limit. Speak your uh, I think we're over it. All right. Well, as always, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. My peeps out there, you know the drill. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. What the f- time you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- look! You understand? <laughs>